Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. As many of you know, one of the great commitments I have at the moment to try and balance myself with all of the demands of modern motherhood and modern life is a commitment to creativity. I think as women, this is something that we've lost over the years. Our lives are so full and so busy and so productive that we've lost this sense of creativity in our lives. The joy in creating things. Who we are is expressed through the way that we set a table, make a meal, dress, write, paint, put music on, whatever it is. Creativity can be different things for all of us. But when we're consumed with busyness and motherhood, this can slip away. When this slips away, we lose ourselves. We lose a core part of who we're meant to be which is why I really wanted to speak to a beautiful writer and creativity mentor that I found online and stalked for a little while because her writing is so divine and then reached out to ask if she'd like to be interviewed. Her name is Anna Levind. She's based in Stockholm and is the mama of two girls and has been through, as you will hear, an amazing and deeply transformational journey through motherhood in losing herself and her creativity and having to find it again a new way a way that worked with motherhood and life it is a beautiful conversation around what we really need as women i hope you enjoy it This is the Happy Mama Movement with your host, Amy taylor Kavaz, author, mama to three, and editor of the Happy Mama magazine. In my mamahood journey, I have gone from an overachieving, addicted to busyness superwoman to finally slowing down, simplifying, and realizing that being a mama is the greatest self-development teacher in the world. And after more than 15 years covering breaking news, I've swapped current affairs to inspiration and now bring you the best I can find every week to help us feel more connected as women as we raise our families. Because when we come together, amazing things happen. So welcome to the movement. Anna, thank you so much for joining me. I have been reading and in 
inhaling your words over the last few months. I adore the way that you write about motherhood and who we are within motherhood as women and in particular creative women. So I'm so grateful that we could make this work today. Thank you. Oh, thank you too. I'm so happy to be here. So you're a mama of two and a a writer and a creative mentor and editor, a very creative, passionate woman about your craft. How have you found motherhood and being a creative woman? How have you found they go together over the past 11 years? Wow, yeah, that's... It's been a bumpy road, really, for me to to figure that out, how how those two aspects of myself will fit into the same everyday life. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because it's not obvious. Uh, The creative life I had before, my kids, I mean, that's... It's another life, almost. You know, life changes so much when you become a mother. Uh, It's it's almost not comparable. The time I had at my hands and and, uh, the the way I could focus on one thing, you know, and complete one task, that's not how it works anymore. You know, with with kids, and especially small kids, your days are sort of chopped up into a million pieces and and you rarely have those you know hours uh the, the stretches of time anymore and so creativity my creative work has had to sort of adjust and adapt to that new reality and i, I didn't want to at first because i i figured like so many others, that I would be able to go back to what was before, to the person I was before, to the creative person I was before, and and that there would be a period of adjustment, but then I, I'd be able to go back. But uh, there is no going back. There really isn't. There really so, isn't. <laughs> no. <laughs> and so, I mean, how long did that take for you to realize that there is no going back, that this was going to have to be a reworking of who you are and how you show up? Mm. Oh, it took me, it took me years. Mm. Really, I, I think in a way I'm still sort of figuring it out as I go because also being a mother changes when, as you're, children grows Uh, there are new challenges in your everyday life and routines changes Uh, but definitely it took me those first like five years I think um, when I only had one child uh, there was like I was going from one extreme to the other at first just being totally committed to the child uh, that, I, that that was now in my care, and and I was overwhelmed by the responsibility and by the way it sort of consumed all of me and everything that I was. So I didn't I didn't write I didn't I didn't manage to, to maintain any kind of of a creative structure in my life, and that sort of backfired. So then I went into some almost the other extreme. Uh, and in my 
actual life this looked like when, when my youngest, no, sorry, my eldest was two. Her father and I actually separated for a while because I was then at a point when I could not, uh, I, I, I just couldn't stay in that all-consuming motherhood anymore. Mm. I thought I was desperate to find something of myself again, something of myself that I could recognize and something of the life that I still at that point longed so much for to go back to. Uh, so I, I, I sort of stepped out of the family picture. And, and of course, I stayed with my child as a mother, but uh, but it was, in a way, uh, sort of trying to get out of, of, of this new life that I found myself in. And so that lasted for a while, and I, I, I started writing again, and, and I found some 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 steady ground to stand on as regards my work but but there was still the fact that i had had to step out of my family in order to do that and and it was i mean that was not what i wanted it wasn't really i was still in love with my husband and i you know i wanted to be a full-time mother and then so eventually after much hard work and therapy and all of it, you know, I, I did find a way back and, and my husband and I sort of started over and was looking for ways to do it differently somehow, uh, find a way where I, where I felt that I, that I could be me inside the family and where I could, uh, keep those parts of myself and my life that were crucial to me, but also to accept the fact that I, I was not going to go back to what I was before. Life had change, uh, and that change is not reversible. I mean, I mean, it, it shouldn't be. It's 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 not a bad thing. The change is just so overwhelming and <laughs> shocking if you don't expect it. And and I didn't expect it. I don't think we talk about it enough. We don't. No, and as no. you know, it's what I'm so passionate about. I am so grateful for your honesty about all that you've just shared. What role I wonder when you're looking back at it of now, your creative identity play in those years of, of wanting to really remove yourself from your family and really try and find yourself again. Do you feel that that loss of your creative identity was at the heart of it? <sighs> It was at the heart of it, I think. It, there were other things as well. The shock of just finding myself in a family um, when my family of origin was a pretty destructive place. So, so that played into it as well. Trauma was reactivated and so on. But it was definitely the loss of... I was a very intellectual person before. You know, I, I lived in my head mm -hmm. mostly. Before uh, I had kids. A fellow head woman. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and it was safe and comfortable, you know. And then when I had kids, that didn't work anymore. You're sort of pushed down and through, down into the body, down into the grit and gut of it, so to speak. And, and, uh, I didn't know how to be creative from that place. Uh, I didn't know how to function at all, actually, from that place. So, so 
it was it was the loss of you know time to do my creative work and all that but it was also the loss of that intellectual airy <laughs> heady person that i was before because she didn't she sort of she didn't survive the transition mm. so i had to to understand how what's my voice like now after this transition or when I, while still in the transition what is happening how can i speak from here how can i write from here and when i stopped writing writing is sort of it's the way i figure everything out it's it's the way i know what i think even <laughs> it, you know i've always been writing since i can remember and and journals and and eventually it became my work as well but i did during this time i didn't even journal i i stopped completely and that is for me, that's a disaster because I really need it. I really, really need it for myself personally, but also because it's it's how I sort of make sense of the world, how I understands, understand the, the process I'm in or where I am in life and, and all that. And, and I agree. It took me a good year or two before I, I could even begin to formulate things again to myself before I could use my words again and, and my voice and um, and when I did I mean something shifted again something it was like uh, a homecoming in a way even though it was new and, and even though that was a journey in itself you know to begin figuring out what is what am I writing about now what makes sense uh from this perspective because it was so different from from my life before mm, i love the way you describe it i feel exactly the same way about writing it's often the only way i can figure out what i'm thinking <laughs> is yeah. by, by writing it and that's why it's always been my thing as well but i wanted to say that i think for those mamas that are listening that might not have that creative traditional creative outlet like writing mm. I think it's important to point out that it's whatever you did before motherhood came along that made you really connect with yourself. You know, some of mm. it might be the gym, it might be cooking, it might be gardening, it might be painting, whatever it is, but that space that you went to and you really kind of recalibrated and yeah, yeah. whatever that is, that's what we're missing, isn't it? Right, it's it's um, meeting ourselves really, and we do that in so many ways. And and I also, when we speak about creativity, we we often think about the traditional ways, writing, painting, whatever. But I like to think of creativity in in a much a wider definition of creativity. Um, to recognize that that we are creative in our everyday lives every day because we wouldn't function otherwise we wouldn't survive and and that stays that doesn't change when we become mothers we are still uh, being creative people creative beings mm. every day and and to recognize that and to learn to see uh, how we are creative in our interactions with our children, in, in the way we cook, in, in the way we 
keep space for their creativity to emerge and, and so on. We regain something of ourselves in that as well. It's okay, so maybe we can't sit down for two hours to write or we can't get to the studio to paint or whatever we used to do before. Uh, but there's still creativity in our lives and it can still be a refuge and, and a healing even uh, if we recognize the way it, it expresses through us right now in this, this phase of our lives. Um, and also to recognize that it is a phase, that it will change and pass and eventually down the road there will be more time again. I love that you've pointed out that creativity is still within our lives right now. It just is different. And so we can be creative in the way that we put the dinner together. We can be creative in the way that we plan our weekends. There's different ways of being creative, even yeah. in the, the trenches of motherhood. Right. And that takes a little uh, awareness on our part because that kind of creativity is not valued. It's not recognized the same way as, as these more obvious traditional forms of creativity is. Uh, just the way that I, I think that motherhood is not valued. It's at all in our culture. It's, it's a huge, huge part of the problem, actually, that we, this, this, the difficulty in the transition, I think, has to do with the fact that motherhood as a job, as this monumental task, it's not recognized. It's, it's the conversation about motherhood in our modern patriarchal society is more like, yeah, we, this is something that women do and we do it on the side, sort of. We manage exactly. it on the side of our regular lives. And it's, it's like, that's destructive. And I think part of that is, is the fact that we don't see how creative we actually are in just the way we live with our children. We have to be creative to live with children. It's, it's sort of, it's part of the job description. It's not the fact that we can be, we are, we are daily, but that kind of creativity work that we do is not recognized. And, and so often we don't even recognize it ourselves. Oh, thank you for saying that. That is exactly how I feel about it as well. So one of the pieces that you wrote that I absolutely loved was you were talking about your writing and how you have really wanted to honor this creative side of yourself. And yeah. you were putting aside time saying, right, tomorrow, from this time to this time, I'm going to show up and I'm going to be the writer. And that you described it as that you cannot be a soldier to your creativity, that the night before you were up all night, one of your girls was awake and you turned up in those hours you'd set aside for your creativity, you realise that you can't just soldier on and push through, that you have to accept that in this time of your life you are a mother and that means... Yeah. You can't be a soldier. Can you talk to me about that realization? Because it was such a beautiful way to describe it. Mm, yeah. Two, I think two things are required. If, if 
you want to maintain a creative practice as a mother. And it has to do with, with this piece that I wrote about soldiering on or not. And especially as a mother of small children, I think, when you're sleep deprived and, and all of that. And the first thing is that we really need to get real about the life situation we're in. Now, as this time in our lives, we're mothers. And that is, even if it's not recognized, it is a huge task. And it has practical consequences. It means we don't have as much time as we did before, or even as much time as we'd like. Uh, but to get real, realistic about how much time you actually have in, in your life right now. And make peace with that. This is what is right now. I have this much to work with. Even if it's 15 minutes a day, that's, that's what I have right now. And, and that I need to adjust my aspirations, my, the dreams I'm going to be able to make real during this phase. They, they're going to have to adjust to the fact that I have 15 minutes a day to work on the dream the rest of the time I'm, I'm busy being a mother. Mm. And it's such a hard realization for so many. Yeah, it is because it's that whole thing about having it all and being able to do it all. Yes. We're, we're <laughs> grown up with that and it's, it's just the worst lie. I'm not, I mean, I'm not inspirational at all in that sense that I, that I preach having it all, or you can do it. You just have to up your time management skills or whatever. I, I don't believe that at all. We can't, we can't have it all, but, but we can have what's most important to us. And that will require getting real, like I just said. And it will also require saying no a lot more than you'd like. And probably a lot more than you do right now. Fear is prioritizing. And not just remove the things that you'd actually rather be rid of, but, but you, you're going to have to start saying no to things that you actually do like and that you, that you want in your life. At this time in your life, when you're a mother, you can fit very little beyond that into your life. So you're going to have to be super picky about those few things that you that you invite in that you say yes to and every yes has to be defended by a thousand no's oh wow i love the way you describe that it is (laughs) it's so hard and it's so true and i for such a long time i did not accept that and that's that's i just soldiered on you know I was so tired. I didn't sleep and I didn't care. I pushed on anyway. And I I made myself sick, you know, actually sick. I hurt myself. And that's what we do. And the epidemic of burnout is is part of that. We soldier on. And and because the thing is, you know, even if you get real about your life situation, you have, okay, you have these 15 minutes a day. And you learn to say no uh, and, and sort of prioritize in your life until you have a reasonable amount of things on your plate. Even then, things will happen. Life will happen. You know, the kids get their 10th cold. 
uh, in a month or your dog needs to go to the vet or you become sick or something happens to the house or you know whatever someone in the extended family dies or you lose the job i don't know something can happen and they do happen <laughs> enough so that it makes sense to actually expect them to happen and then we have that choice okay so i had made these plans they were reasonable i thought they would work out and then life happened and now what and that's 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 when i had for me that's when i had to make that choice it's okay so do i push on through here or do i accept the fact that okay i'm human i have this job of being a mama which is number one of my priorities i have my health to take into consideration and at this very moment nothing else fits mm. and to make a choice from there i i never used to make <laughs> I, I you know i always chose the soldiering on path and it never worked out very well i mean i was productive mm. i got a lot of things done and and uh, but at what cost at what cost exactly i made myself sick and, and i'm not alone in that i know that we we're taught to do it that way and so we we end up sick and well, we uh, idolize it i mean i know yeah. in my upbringing i made myself very sick i'm still not well because of all the years of me soldiering well past right. what i was capable of but in yeah. my mind that's what successful women did was yeah. they, they ran on four hours sleep a night. They ate, you know, very little food. They, you know, we, I grew up in the eighties, <laughs> you know, the, yeah. the women that were our role models, that's what they did. And so that's who we thought we needed to be. Yeah. Yeah. I think this is sort of, the direction we took sort of in the early stages of, of um, women's liberation when when we figured freedom and equality looked like doing it the way men has always done it yes exactly. and ignoring the fact that we still have most of the responsibility if not all for children and, and the home and so well, over the world i mean it's different for different people and different families but as a rule women still carry a heavier load at home and that was sort of ignored and we were supposed to do that and also do it the way men have done it out in the world in the workplace and and that has come at a cost I think now we're starting to to have those discussions like okay so if it if it doesn't work to do it that way their way then what is the way that will work how can we do it and and remain sane exactly. <laughs> and healthy uh, and that goes i mean when we look at it is it's not only the fact that we as women and mother needs to do it differently actually men needs to do it differently as well and we need to sort of embrace the more feminine energies and qualities uh, in society as a whole yeah all of us, exactly right so anna your children your 
your girls are now 11 and 5. I know your youngest is not sort of completely into that school routine. And But after yeah. 11 years of motherhood and having gone through all of those realisations and reprioritising and surrendering and accepting this time in your life, once your youngest does get into the school routine and you do start having more and more space for yourself, how do you think you will be different? Do you feel like you will still honour these really strong boundaries and look at your work and your time and your health completely differently, even when you get that time and space back? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that will be interesting. I I look forward to that phase when they're both sort of beyond the... They're not small children anymore, the school children, and, and that will be different. I know that since I've seen my 11-year-old go through that, uh, those new faces. But um, I think what I've learned during these 11 years, that will shape how I work and how I, how I am as a human being. Uh, I think... It has changed it forever. Mm. I, I I will have more time. Of course, I will. Because, and I, I probably will have more sleep. And that changes things as well. I will have more energy. and But I still think this tough prioritizing, I think that's still will be at the at the heart of, of my creative practice and the way I I do life actually I because I mean motherhood and and when the kids are young young that's I think that's the most challenging yes. phase for for us to be to maintain a creative practice in our lives I, definitely I think that's the most challenging aspect but uh Still, as a creative creativity mentor, I've, I've worked with hundreds of people by now. And I know that even when you actually have time, uh, you don't necessarily use that time for what you want. It, so, so learning to prioritize like that, like you do when you're a mother of young children, that's invaluable, really. Yes. Because... As soon as you have more time, there are also so many things you can fill that time with. Mm-hmm. So, so having your prior- priorities straight, uh, that will be helpful all through my life. I'm, I'm sure of that. Yes, and I know for me, next year my youngest starts school and it will be 11 mm-hmm. years of having children at home with me, but, you know, before school children. Yeah. So 11 years of of three children until school age. And I know that even though the space and the time will begin to change slowly, he'll still only be five, so slowly, I know in my heart and soul, Anna, I will never be the soldier again. No. no. I'm, I'm just not ever willing to do that to myself or my family or my health ever again. So even if I had all those hours back, I would just show up so differently. Yeah. I would never push yeah. myself like I did again. Right. I mean, and, and that's, I feel that 
as a commitment to myself and also i mean i have two girls i what kind of how will i model being a creative person a working mom a, a wife and, and, and a mother at home how, how will i show them how to do it it's my commitment to showing them another way is Ah, it's it's just as important as as finding another way for myself. But I mean, they do they do what we do. Yes, they look at us to see how things are done. And I don't want to teach them that. I don't want them to know to to believe all the things that I believed before about how what success looks like and how to function in this world. I, I want to show them something else. I really do. Yes. Oh, what a beautiful commitment. Wow. Mm. Anna, your words are just as divine when you speak as you do when you write. Thank you so <laughs> Thank much. You. What a beautiful conversation. I so appreciate that we could find the right time zones and the connection yes. was right. And um, I know that all my mamas are going to absolutely love this so thank you so much for your inspiration thank you it was beautiful to speak to you well mamas i loved that conversation anna's words are so divine and as beautiful as her writing please take a look at her writing in the show notes but what i really hope we could all hear in this conversation is the importance of boundaries, priorities, accepting that we are not soldiers anymore, that the idea of having it all just meant we were sick and burnt out, and that right now in this season in our life, we must find a way to honour ourselves and our creativity, even if it's only 15 minutes a day, but accept where we are and know that we're doing the best we can Thank you for listening and please share this podcast with all your mama friends so we can continue these really important conversations. This is the best way that we can change how motherhood is valued is for us to start having these conversations. Until next week, Satnam beautiful mamas. the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.